2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Amen. Amen. Precious Lord, let the scripture speak through the man that you put in the pulpit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Blanche said this this morning in, in, in Sunday school. All me all. All mean all. Okay? All mean all mean whole. Everyone, any, and thoroughly. I I hear people call me all the time. They'll talk to me and they'll say, Well, that wasn't written to the church today. That was written to Israel. That was written to the Israelites. That was written to Moses in, in the Mosaic law. And, and then I say, well, 2 Timothy 3 and 16 says, all scripture, all, I mean, that means all 66 books. Okay. I, I, I don't have to make it up. It means all 66 books, all scripture. I don't care if it's written to Moses. I don't care if it's written to Hannah. I don't care if it's written to Joshua, Caleb. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Amen. Okay? All scripture is inspired by God. That Bible says that all scripture is God breathed into holy men. Okay? Holy men didn't breathe into God. Holy men didn't have, didn't say, well, you know what, God, I don't know if we ought to write that. <laughs> they didn't have no say in it. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and here we go. Profitable. Yes. Profitable. Biblical profitable means, don't mean you, you ought to be making money. Now, I know some folks think you ought to be, it's profitable. Amen. Okay? T.D. Jake said, you know, he said, if you got a good product, you ought to make money. Okay? He said, Jesus is a good product. Now, 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 Mr. Jakes. Profitable means helpful. Helpful. Serviceable. How about that? I like that word, serviceable. It's profitable. It will help you in your time of need. It'll help you answer a thought or a question you may have. See, see, all scripture also means this. God ain't right no more. Amen. God not speaking to folks today. The word of God is complete. All scripture. I mean, it is canonized. It is done. He is done writing. There are no more prophets. There are no more apostles out there getting divine revelation from God. Okay? Because if that was the case, the book wouldn't be complete. We may have had some more books. We might have had a book of Jeremy. God forbid you had a book of Reverend Neal. God does speak to us through his book, through his word, through his word. In sun-dry times, he spoke through the prophets, but now he speaks through Jesus Christ, 
the word of God. Amen. Okay? Not only is it profitable, it's profitable for doctrine. Somebody, what's doctrine? People are like scared of that word doctrine. That's right. Teaching, learning, information for reproof. Here we go. Here we go. Somebody tell you something. Somebody tell you something that the word of God says. Then you got the word of God too. Back you up. Okay. I always hear me all the time telling Mary, put a scripture on it. Don't just be telling me stuff. Because the word of God, you, you can't just believe everything. Amen. You can't believe everything. Paul, Paul, Paul thought the people of Berea were no more noble than the Thessalonican church people. Because he says, he says in Acts 17, 11, he says, when they heard the word of God, they took it home and studied it. They studied what I said and they came back and asked me questions about what I said. Paul thought that was noble. Okay. I always say most of y'all wouldn't do good in some churches because some preachers don't want to be asked no questions. Okay. They don't want they, You ain't raising your hand unless you got a $50 bill in it. No questions. I'm on the clock. I'm, we got a half an hour to finish this lesson, and I'm out of here. Don't ask no questions. See, there's no there's no Bibles in the pews of a Catholic church. Amen. Amen. There's none. And Sylvia go to a Catholic Bible study. They will say, "You should be escorted out like this." <laughs> With her King James. Commentary Bible. Get out of here. We don't ask the priest questions. For corrections. For instruction in righteousness. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. You want to know how to live right? Listen. Here it is. The word of God will teach you how to live a righteous life. No, no, no. I always say what about living a righteous life. You can look in the mirror and say, you know what? I am right with God. Okay. Amen. I'm right with me and God is okay. And if we got any problems, I know what to do. If we confess our sins, he is not me. He is what? Faithful and just. Let's, 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 let's keep moving. I, I, I thought about this after Wednesday night. Boy, did we have a fascinating class on Wednesday night. I just, I just sometimes I'll be, sometimes I'll be riding home and I'll be thinking like, wow, the Holy Spirit just showed up, showed up and took over the class, took over everything. I, I told a story on Wednesday night, and it was a story about a prosecutor, and and the prosecutor was trying to bring a case against a man who who claimed to be a Christian. And he was going around claiming to be a Christian. And the prosecutor says, well, I'm going to find out if you're a Christian. And if you're not, or if you are, I'm going to charge you with being a Christian. That was a crime. So they went to the guy's workplace. And, and they asked his co-worker. They, they had the microphone. They called the co-worker. They set him down. This man claims to be a Christian. What do you know about him? What do you know about his Christianity? 
said, I don't know nothing. You ever mentioned Jesus to me? I never seen him read the Bible. I never seen him pass out a track. I never, I never seen him praying. I never, I, I, he's just a regular guy. They went to the gym that he attended. They started asking the members. This guy says he's a Christian. And we're here to charge him with being a Christian. What do you know about him? I don't know nothing. I never seen him praying. I never seen him doing anything. You know, he stare at the spandex pants just like we all do. <laughs> they went to the school board. He 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 went. They went to the PTA meeting and asked his PTA members. This guy says he's a Christian. He ever he ever done anything to make you think he's a Christian? No, he goes along with everything else. He, he believes in transgendering children and CRT, and he believes in everything we believe in. He's a good, good school board member. He's helping us conform this world to craziness. <laughs> Last, he went to the grocery store. He went to the grocery store, and he asked all the cashiers, this guy says he's a Christian. You ever, you ever, he ever talk to you about anything? No, other than the price of beer and wine. Why it's going up so much? What's my point? Everybody's talking about Jesus. Everybody's talking about being a Christian. No evidence. Oh my goodness. Clear all in my business. Let me tell you something. And we're gonna talk about this. this is, you know, and I, and I started working on this and 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 I got four sermons out of this. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to touch as many of these points. I really got seven. I'm going to touch as many as I can. Because oh, I want you guys to know. Why is this important? Pastor, somebody said, Pastor, why is it important that we know what we know? How are we going to help people? How can we help someone who says they're a Christian and are not? Or how can we, as, as, as Christians, test our own self? We, we do that on first Sunday. Let a man examine himself. Make sure that he is in the faith. I, I, I think it works both ways. We can help ourselves and we can help each other because there is some strong evidence. There should be some strong evidence that a man or a woman is Christian. It, it shouldn't be, I don't know. I'm wondering. I'm looking. I, I'm, it ought to be. I mean, it, it, it ought to be as easy to tell a man or a woman is a Christian. I almost said as it is to tell that they're a man or a woman, but that's even hard anymore. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Let's start it off. Obedience. That's number one on the list. Obedience is... Obedience proves sonship. Where you get that from, Pastor? And I got some verses. All right. Look at Romans. Romans 8:14 and write it down because I'm gonna be zooming. Okay. Here's what Romans, here's what Paul is saying in Romans 8:14. He says, now, now if this was Wednesday, we go all the way back to probably one. Okay? But he says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Let me say that again, because that's the key. Okay? You ain't no Christian, you're not being led by the Spirit of God. Somebody tell you you're a Christian. And then they say, are you being led by the Spirit of God? Is the Spirit of God the guiding force in your life? 
Now you're not gonna you're not gonna be Mister or Mrs. Congeniality by talking to people like this, because most people don't want their Christianity. They don't want it. They don't even want it looked at. What did David say? Try me, Lord. Prove me, Lord. Test me. Search my heart. You don't, nobody, nobody want to hear that no more. No, don't search my heart. You might find something you don't, you don't want to find. That'd be good. That'd be good because I can get that out of there. Okay? But Paul says this. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. How about that? They are the sons of God. How about that? Listen. All the way back in Deuteronomy. Obedience. Obedience did start in the New Testament. It started way at the beginning. Cain and Abel. Cain's biggest problem? He wasn't obedient. Okay? God said, I need a blood offering, Cain. And you brought these flowers. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. They're beautiful. The, 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 the pears and the fruit, I mean, it is fantastic. It is tender and sweet. Beautiful, vine ripened. But that is not what I'm asking for right now. I need a blood offering. Cain said, take what I got, Lord. Don't we talk to God like that sometimes? Here's Deuteronomy 11.26 talking about obedience. A lot of people ain't being blessed. A lot of people ain't being blessed because they're not obedient. Because if, if you're not obedient and God blesses you, what are you going to do with that blessing? In Deuteronomy 11, 26, here's, here's, here's what God saying to the people. He said, behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. It's almost like talking to America. A blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord, your God, which I command you this day, a curse and a curse. If you will not obey the commandments of the Lord, your God, but turn aside out of the way, which I command you this day to go after other gods, which you have not known. Hmm. Hmm. Well, somebody might ask, well, pastor, how does a person become a son of God? I'm, I'm so glad you asked. That is, see, that is one of the great biblical questions. Okay. Okay. We become sons of God when we are born again. Okay. We become sons of God when we are born again. Born of water and the spirit. And we maintain sonship by what? By being led, like Paul said, by the spirit. Okay? Now, 1 John, not 1 John, but John 1, 12. Here's, here's, here's John talking about it. He says, but as many as have received him, to them... Gave he power to become the sons of God. Okay? Even to them that believe on his name. Now, now watch this. 
The spirit is not given to make us sons. The spirit is given after we believe. How do we believe? Faith cometh how? By hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Now when you hear the word of God and you understand the word of God and you receive the word of God as true and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you receive the spirit to become sons of God. See, a lot of folks call themselves sons of God and have not received the spirit. And that's why they were living crazy. Amen. They run around, them, I'm a son of God, you ain't got no credentials. That'd be like going to the Super Bowl today with a bogus ticket. You ain't getting in. And when you get to heaven and you ain't got the right ticket. Old folks, you say, got to be stamped in blood. Okay? You can't just show up in heaven with a wrong ticket. Oh, Lord, help us. Well, if a person says I'm a Christian, okay, they're saying I have the spirit of God living in me. Next time somebody asks you, somebody says, I'm a Christian. Because everybody's a Christian. I'm, I mean, we, every, listen, you, you, you will be hard pressed to, you can go outside any bar in Youngstown, any bar in Cleveland, any bar in California, stand outside the bar with a microphone and ask everybody, hey, are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Oh. Everybody's a Christian. That's not biblical Christianity. A Christian is someone who has been born again by the spirit of God and have the spirit of God dwelling in them and leading them. Galatians 4, 6. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Because you are sons. Because you believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, was crucified and buried and rose on the third day. Got all that. Boy, that's a hard test, ain't it? Hmm. Galatians 3.26 says this before that. For you are all the children of God. Here we go. By faith in Christ Jesus. No faith? No faith? No spirit. See, you, you can't have the spirit of God without faith in God. Okay? See, without faith, Hebrews 11. Mm-hmm. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Okay? So, I mean, that means without faith, and faith comes by hearing. So people are like, oh man, I just want to hear some preaching. All that pastor do, all that bald head pastor do is teach, teach, teach. They really, you know, some of them really see up here tap dancing. Okay? Yeah, you know, I never seen nobody do Sammy Davis Jr. like that preacher. Oh man, I had a good time in church today. Oh, I had a good time in church today. Oh, pastor preached. What did he preach about? I don't know. But it was good. Boy, it sounded good. Okay? And women was falling out. They got their tight clothes on. They got their tight skirts on. And they falling out and all their stuff is all out. We got the deacons in the front covering them up with tiles. Oh, we had a good time in church today. <laughs> Whew. 
How about that? What'd you learn? Where the text did he come out of? Give me three points of his outline of his sermon. Oh man, you I, 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 we had a good time. Okay, you you just you just be relaxed. What's the second point? I'm, I get carried away. I get carried away. <clears throat> Here's the hardest one. Here's the hardest one. But if you want to prove to someone or someone is trying to convince you that they're a child of God, a son of Adam, a son of Jesus. Son of God. Watch this. Separation. Separation. That's 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 an interesting one, isn't it? Separation. Let me give you. Let me give you. Let me give you a text. Separation. We separate. Paul says this. In, in Ephesians 5. Watch this. He says, be ye therefore followers of God. A follower of God, okay, is someone who has been born again and is learning and is growing. Now, a follower of God is not somebody who got it all together. But he says followers of God, that don't mean someone who's got it all together. Because if people had it all together, he wouldn't have to write none of this. He's writing this so we can learn and be better. And I think everybody in here want to be a better Christian. I know I do. Okay? Okay? Be ye therefore followers of Christ as dear children. Now, I've always shared stories because I had a wonderful relationship with my father. Okay? And he had, he, has, he had five of us. He had some more on the side. I'm just meeting. I'm glad I ain't married one of them. But I had a wonderful relationship with my dad. Okay? So every time I see, every time I see in here, be there for followers of God as dear children, I I was dear to my dad. That's why he left me all the money. People still hate me. One family member called the police on me. I got a visit from the from a detective saying you stole the money. Ain't that crazy? How about that? Dear children, I was dear. I'm mean, that's enough. That's enough. Amen. Yeah, that's a special. Me and Krina had that. Krina is a dear my dear child. She she little sideways and crazy, but she mine. I bought her a shirt. I bought her a shirt. I bought her a shirt. Said, "I'm sort of, sort of crazy. I don't know if she she wears it every once in a while." I said, "I'm sort of crazy. I'm sort of off the off the handle. Whatever." Wrote. She said, "But my dad loved me." <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Jake, you know what I mean in a, in a few with them three girls. You know you go you you. you yeah. <laughs> Be, be you therefore followers of God as dear children. Remember what I was saying? And I get caught on these verses. Be ye there followers of God as dear children. I mean, follow God as a dear child. Would that mean, yes, Papa. Yes, Papa. Yes, Father. Whatever you, yes. I will fix you hot dogs for your church today. <laughs> Okay. 
And walk in love. Walk in love. Okay? How? As Christ also have loved us. And have given himself for us. And offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling Savior. Amen. How about that? You walk as God walked. Walk love as God loved. And then he, then he gets to verse 3. He said, but, but fornication and uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. How about that? Okay. Let's, let's, let's get this out of the way. As saints, as children of God, we're going to avoid fornication in all uncleanness. Now, I don't have to get into this stuff. But this word I wanted to get into. Because people say, what is uncleanness? We know what fornication is. What is uncleanness? What comes to mind? Uncleanness. Now, all of us have worked with folks who don't have real good hygiene. Okay, there's nothing worse. We had a guy when I worked at the prison, and, and he drove the perimeter truck, and he was funky. I mean, and when you had to relieve him, and he got up out of that truck, yeah, all the doors open, and, 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 and everybody just spraying. He was funky. I mean, he was James Brown funky. <laughs> okay. That is not what I'm talking about. I hope he ain't listening to this sermon. Because he, everybody know. Everybody listen. If I go out to Trump and I say, who was the funkiest person that ever worked there? They, everybody would call his name. He was bad. And you know, the bad thing about being that kind of funky, you the last person to know. You have no clue you think like that. I, I know, I mess with y'all. Hope everybody going to be going out buying deodorant tonight. <laughs> Listen, uncleanness, uncleanness, uncleanness in the, in the sense means every kind, every kind of impurity. Okay. Morally, it means moral uncleanness and physical uncleanness. It could go from murder, rape, lying, intoxication, breaking promises on the morality side. Okay? There, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a law. Anybody ever heard the crimes, the, the crimes of you against humanity? That's an act, crimes against humanity. Certain things that just, just worldwide we we know not to do. Not really, it's not it's not even about Christianity. It's in the heart of people to know there's certain things you shouldn't do. Okay? Put it in the heart. Okay, the pygmies, the pygmies way over in Africa, the little guys, they know murder is wrong. They know stealing is wrong. Is there anything worse than a thief? No, 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 and I won't give you a whole lot of prison stories, but when I worked in prison blocks, okay, Adam worked the prison system for a while. The, the inmates would tell you the worst type of inmate 
is a thief. Because now you can't leave your doors open. So we, we, we know not to steal. That's in our heart. We, 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 know, we know not to, to rape somebody. That, I mean, that's in our heart. You know, that's, that's something that you know not to do. Okay? But then when you start talking about morally, religious persecution comes in. You're going you're gonna to be hated. Jesus said, Jesus said you're going to be hated. He said, I was hated. You're going to be hated. How about covetousness? Covetousness. What is covetousness? Covetousness means greediness. Okay? And, and, and usually it applies to money. It means that you, you greedy, you greedy for more wealth. You just want money. Okay, and, 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 and it doesn't mean you just want money because you got to pay. You got you got four kids. You need to be a little bit covetous because you need some money. Okay, you got to buy tennis shoes every six weeks, diapers and formula. So you need some money. So it's not just needing money to take care of your stuff. It means it means you so greedy for money that you will sell your soul. To get it. You will sell your soul to get it. I've I've, I've known and heard of pastors. They would have the most loving congregation. Okay. But they always looking for another church. That's going to pay them. More money. More money. More money. Separation. The call to separate has been in the Bible for a long time. I, I, I got a couple stories here, but this one here, I was talking about it in Sunday school for about four, maybe a month or two ago. Anybody, everybody remember we talked about <clears throat> the sin of Corin? Corin came against Moses. And, 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 and the, the people of Corin said, no, God ain't just speaking to you, Moses. Here we go. Here we go. Leave. You know, by this time, by this time in Moses' life, I would have been like, leave him alone. Okay? I, you know, I didn't see, we didn't see, listen, don't, I know, y'all already know where I'm going, because it's in my mind. Don't mess with Moses. Leave Moses alone. But they couldn't, they, they couldn't handle themselves. They ain't messing with Moses. Okay? Now this is found, this story, this is a wonderful story. It's found in Numbers 20, 16, 21. Now God told Moses, God said, when God is on your side, the Lord will fight your battles. Okay? We learned that with Jehoshaphat. A couple weeks ago we were studying Jehoshaphat, and he said, he said, he said this battle ain't yours. The battle is the Lord. So, so, so they coming against Moses, and God tells Moses, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going real quick on the story. In, in Numbers sixteen twenty one, God told Moses, separate, <laughs> separate yourself from among this congregation. 
that I may consume them in a moment. Did Moses hesitate? No. Moses, because see, Moses understood who God was. Okay? He, he understood. Now watch. In, in number 1630, this, the story picks up. Okay? Moses then got all the people away from the corn people and then told the corn people, leave them alone. Get away from them because God is getting ready to do something. Okay? So in number 1630, the Bible says, but if the Lord make a new thing, the earth, the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up with all that appertain unto them, and they go down quick into the pit, then you shall understand that these men have provoked Moses. That ain't what it says. They provoked the Lord. Watch, verse 31, and it came to pass, as he had made an end of speaking all these words, that the ground clave asunder that was under them. I mean, like, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men that pertain unto Corinth and all their goods. Separate. See, there's going to be a separating. See, you're gonna, you know, if you don't separate now, you're going to separate later, okay? Remember back in the day, some of us old school folks in here had an oil commercial, and it was called Pennzoil. And I know some of y'all young in here don't understand that. You've never seen that commercial. But it was when we had black and white TVs. And the commercial would come on, and that guy was talking about oil changes. He said, you got to change your oil, and if you're going to change your oil, you got to use Pennzoil. And then he had a catchy saying on the end. He said, if you don't, you can pay me now. Or pay me later. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? They didn't interrupt the old Alfred Hitchcock movie just to play that commercial. See, see Matthew, Matthew 25, 31 is talking about separation. He says this. Now, now I'm talking to believers. Because God is coming back. God is coming back. Now, see, you, you, see, see, a lot of our preaching today has gotten so cute. We don't even want to talk about the return of God. We don't want to scare people. Because scare people don't get money. <laughs> God coming back. I'm not giving no more money. Listen. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory. Here we go. And all the holy angels with him. That be us. Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall he gather all nations. Okay? Somebody say, well, America ain't in the Bible. He shall gather all nations. And he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. So there's going to be a separation. And, 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 and as Moses said to the, to the people of Israel when he came out of the mountain, he asked them, he said, who's on the Lord's side? He asked them, he said, who's on the Lord's side? Let me tell you something. I'm going to call you out today. Whose side you on? Who's on the Lord's side? Let me give you another fascinating story. 
I got a lot of them. Sometimes, you know, sometimes everything just run together. I thank God for Maya. She come down and interrupt me from studying just enough to catch my breath. <laughs> just to catch my breath. Okay. Let me find this story. Here we go. Luke 17, 32. Yeah, don't turn to it. One of the shortest. Outside of Jesus wept, this is one of the shortest, the shortest verses in the Bible. It says, remember Lot's wife. Okay. What did God tell Lot's wife? And Lot. And Lot's children. Not to look back. So basically he's saying, separate yourself from that. Don't look back. Now, this is fascinating. Because Lot's wife looked back. Okay? Alright. Now, 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 this ain't in the Bible, but study it for yourself. Because it sounded true. So, I'm going to share it with you because it sounded true. Alright? Why did God turn Lot's wife into a pillar of salt? Why not a pillar of of the ashes and sulfur that was coming down. Here's, the, here's what the ancient rabbis said. Here's, here's, here, here, I, I just found this fascinating. I told you my mind gets just going just too active sometimes. You know, my ADHD, my ADHD, I'm not taking no medications, okay? So my ADHD just run rapid sometimes. Karina, you got ADHD? You ain't gonna admit it. Alright. <laughs> so so my question was Alan said yeah, she got it. Um my question was, why did they turn why did Lot's wife turn to a pillar of salt? Hear what the, the Jewish rabbi said. <laughs> it says Lot's wife didn't like the message. This is why it sounds so funny. When the angels came and told her. They're going to burn this place. Get you, get up out of here right now. She didn't like the message. Okay? So, so she left the house. Because Lot was preparing dinner for the, for the guest angels. So she, they needed some salt. <laughs> this is what I... Can I can I finish the story? Yeah. So so when she went out to get the salt, she told the girls that Lot had some boys in the house, some angels, and so all the freaky deaky people went to the house, start banging on the door. Y'all know the story. How did they find out the angels was there? Uh-huh, see? So, so because she was disobedient and her, I guess Lot told her, go get some salt for this meat. And she told everybody that Lot had some new folks at the house and he was entertaining guests. They start banging on the door. They start banging on the door. And when God started breaking them down, remember the angels blinded them folks and locking them. They had to grab Lot out and they was leaving. She turned around. She turned around. And God turned her into a pillar of salt. 
How about that? That's what the... the huh? He turned her into what she... She went out to get the salt and she, she turned her into some salt. Just wicked. Let me, let me, let me give you, let me give you another story. Yeah, she was salty. <laughs> let me, let me, let me share. Let me share. Let me share. Let me share. I know y'all, y'all minds are active like mine. We've got a bunch of ADHD people in here. Okay. So, so here's another story about separation. Because sometimes we got to do what we got to do. All right. So, so, so here's Abram. Remember the story of Abram's call in Genesis 12, 1? Let me just read some of this, okay? He said, now the Lord, all caps, the Lord, all caps, the Lord, has said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. See, sometimes when, when, when the word of God says, be not unequally yoked and come out from among them and be separate. We, we don't think that applies to family. We don't, we don't think that applies to family. So we, we'll, we'll, we'll say that don't apply to my, my crazy sister or my crazy brother. So I get invitations all the time. I get invitations all the time. Well, we're going on a cruise. We're going on a vacation. We're going out to dinner. We're going, we having a 4th of July party. Listen, listen, okay? I don't like watching people drink. All right. I, I don't like to be in the company of people when they're drinking. Okay? I just don't. I just don't. I don't like especially I don't like Christians when they're drinking. Amen. Okay? So 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 when he says to come out for the among them and be separate, that means that to me that means stay away from it. All that. So Abraham is called to leave his family, his father's house. Okay? And watch what God says. And I want y'all to hear Abraham's answer because I think it's fascinating. And, and I will make thee a great nation. He's telling Abraham, if you do, if you obey, this is what's going to happen. I'll make you a great nation. And I will bless thee. And I will make thee a great name. And thou shalt be a blessing. And Abraham was truly a blessing. Abraham's truly was a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Is that that true? That's true, Abraham. Abraham, one of Abraham's name was, uh, he was a friend of God. Now, God gave Abraham the plan. Here's Abraham's answer. So Abraham departed. As the Lord has spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of hair. Now listen, it's hard to get an old head to move, okay? When you start getting to be 75 years old, you know, listen. We tried to get off my father out of his house on the north side. He, he listen, let me tell you, he ain't going nowhere. And my brother, like, he got to get, he need to get a condo. He need to, he ain't going nowhere. Okay, he ain't going nowhere. Put them dead boat locks all over the door. Sat there with a forty-five and a thirty-eight, and and he was cool. 
And you knocked before you came. You called him and said, hey, Dad, it's me outside. Because he will shoot through the door. Okay? He was trigger happy. Okay? Separation is important. Now, and, I, and I say separation is important, but there's another kind of separation. There's another kind of separation. I, don't, I think I might finish with this one. There's a separation that comes from within the church where people in the church will separate themselves from us. Okay. In Jude, talking about the last days, talking about the time that's going to come, and, 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 and he says this in Jude, Jude 1.16, he says this. Okay. Remember that what we're talking about. We, wanna, we want proof. We ought to separate. Now, separate easy? No. I, I'm not saying none of it's easy. Most of it is impossible without the Spirit of God. But, but, but Jude says this. He said, these, he said these are murmurs, complainers, walking after their own lusts. And their mouth speaking great swelling words, having men's person in admiration because of advantage. Now, that, that, that verse right there is full of what is happening today. Okay? Murmurs. What are they murmuring about? What, what are people, what are people murmuring about? People murmur about the, but the standard. The standard for being a Christian has always been high. It's not, it's not some light thing. Salvation is free, but it costs God everything. Okay? So some people will murmur. They will, I don't know. You don't, it don't take all that to be a Christian. Yes, it do. It takes faith to be a Christian. And faith comes with a cause. Okay? Then he said they're complainers, walking after their own lust. How about that? See, see, we live in a world today where people walk after their own lust and they think it's, it's fine to come into the house of God in all your stuff and be welcome and be comfortable. Listen, listen, if you file, if you live in a certain way, and your life is, is just despicable. You, 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 should want, you should be so uncomfortable sitting under the preached word of God that you ought to say, you know what, I need to change. Or get out and never come back to this place. Okay? One or the other. I hire people, I hire people living crazy lives. Go to church. Oh, I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy your pastor. He's he really nice. And leave, same way they came. But beloved, watch this. Remember ye the words which, the, which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they told you that there should be mockers in last time. We live in last time. Mockers. That, that, that's an interesting word. What's a mocker? What's a mocker? I, I wish I was, I, you know, maybe I'll just bring this up on Wednesday. What is a mocker? You know what a mocker is? We heard this verse before. A mocker is a false teacher. A mocker is someone standing in the pulpit, not preaching truth. Telling you what you want to hear. Tickling your ears. Trying to get money, okay, after men's admiration because of advantage. That's what a mocker is. He ain't going to say, he's not going to offend you. I don't care how you live it. You can come up in here in drag. Okay? And he ain't going to offend you. 
Okay? Okay? These, verse 19, these be they who separate themselves. Okay? Sensual. How about that? Sensual. You ever notice how sensual church has become? I sent some of y'all that video. They twerking in church. The choir director is down low. All y'all along. Twerking in church. Some of the some of the some of the choirs, they, they not wearing robes no more. Forget that, they ain't wearing robes no more. Because the 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 the, the church has become sensual. Folks is coming to church dressed in sexy outfits. He say, I'm, 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 I want to be sexy for Jesus. Jesus. Jesus ain't care about you being sexy. You know, Jesus ain't looking at you like you sexy. <laughs> sensual. This is the word of God. I just want to expand on that word. Sensual. Having not the spirit. How about that? You, you, you're, not, you're, not, you're not coming in God's house any kind of way, any kind of way, acting any kind of way with the Spirit of God in you. Amen. Just not. You're not. That's why a lot of people don't want to come to church no more. I, I don't want to come to church. Because they, they, they don't have no respect for it. They want to come as they are. Okay? They want to come, they want to come just like they... All right. All right. Last verse. Last verse. My goodness. Revelations. How about this one? Talking about talking about state of affairs. I want to give you something. This make think about what we got, what we got going on. Revelation eighteen. This is interesting. Write a chapter. What verse number one? Here, here's, 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 the, here's the word of the Lord. And, 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 and it says this. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils and the and the hold of every foul spirit in a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. What are you talking about? He's talking about the state of affairs. He's talking about the, the condition of the world we live on. Think about what you heard when you hear, heard Jake praying today. I mean, we be killing babies. We we're not only killing them at. 10 weeks and 24 weeks and we, we, we we're doing this infanticide where they taking them out of the mother's womb and asking the, asking the woman one more time, what do you want us to do? And they killing it on the table right next to the crazy. They are mutating children. They're taking little children and splitting them open and, and installing new stuff. 
making little boys girls. And they say it's easier to make a boy a girl than a girl a boy. Now, I, I, I imagine you leave your mind, your mind to that. That'd be easy to do. Okay? That's a sick. Where is that at when we was coming up? I, when I, when I, like, I, I'm an old school. Some of us old. Anybody here ever know somebody that wanted to be a boy? A boy that wanted to be a girl back in the 60s and 70s, 80s? When did this stuff start? Where did this come from? It's been a long time coming. I know that, but I mean... Nothing new under the sun. Wow. For all the nations, watch this verse 3, I'm close. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her. Separate. Come out of her. Separate my people. Okay? That you be not partakers of her sins and that you receive not her plagues. Watch verse 5. For her sins have reached unto heaven and God hath Remembered her iniquities. How about that? See, y'all think about what's going on in our country. And, and like I heard someone say, it didn't start, it didn't start two years ago. It started a while ago. It started a while ago. But God is not happy. God is not happy with way, the way this world is going. America, America is a great country. And, and part of America's, America's greatness was given by God to be a blessing to other nations. Not, not just financially. Not making a whole, not making a whole world, a socialist world. No, by being a blessing because we were proof of God's grace and mercy. Amen. That's what we were. So when God says in the word of God that judgment must Begin in the house of God. That ought make, to make it more serious for all of us. When we went around here calling ourselves Christians or accepting folks. Now, I think, that's, I think that is one of the most, the, one of the greatest evangelistic tools there is. If someone says, I'm a Christian. You, they have opened the door. They have opened the door for you to examine not only them but yourself and to, to, to help them. And it'd be as simple as you saying, why do you say that? Why do you say that? What's it mean? Why do you say, why are you saying you're a Christian? What's it mean? Are you born again? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe the book? Do you believe the book? Every verse. Precious Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for... The word of God, Father God, thank you for separating us, Father God. We still got some sorting, sorting out to do. We still got plenty of work to do, Father God. But we are, we just want to say thank you for what you've done so far. And then, Father God, give us strength 
Give us grace and mercy and courage to continue to press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen.